When life feels strange and confusing, it is paramount to think things through. And now they still live proudly presents Stone Thoughts with Ned Lee Baked. I'm Ned Lee Baked, and this is Stoned Thoughts. Did you hear that there was a plot to kidnap that governor from Michigan, Whitmer? Not to make light of it, but what in the actual fuck were the kidnappers going to do with her anyway? I mean, who in the hell would pay a ransom for a corrupt politician like her? What were they going to do? Chain her up so she could just scowl at them all day long? Speaking of looks... Whitmer looks like that lady, Einhorn, from the movie Ace Ventura, who turned out to be a dude. Her gun would definitely dig into your hip. I bet there's a swinging Twinkie sandwich somewhere between her and her broomstick. I'll just bet you. She is kind of hot, though, like in a Walt Disney evil witch kind of a way. If Whitmer put on some lingerie, I bet she'd make you want to bend her over and finkle her Einhorn. Although... She is a bit intimidating for my taste. During visits with the press, she always has this deranged look on her face. Like at any moment, she might reach out and stab someone with a pair of scissors. I'm waiting for her to Darth Vader the fuck out of one of those reporters at any moment. Of course, it could just be the size of that occasional bulge in her pants, which would be the only inclination that she is happy to see anyone. I am glad she's alright and the kidnapping plot was foiled. Although, I do think they would have let her go the very moment she peed standing up. Anyway, I'm Ned, and I'm Baked. And this has been a stoned thought. Thank you. I think a lot of people just need to have a psychedelic experience. (laughs) You know what I mean? Shut up and sit down. Hi! Hello, I'm TV actor and host Jeff Sandor, and welcome to They Still Live. This is a Patriot podcast where we blend sketch comedy with talk radio. And we chat with a panel of diverse personalities about anything and everything. It's no holds barred, really, and no topics off the table. So, put the sunglasses on. Let's get to know each other, shall we? My co-host for this magic carpet ride... The cheeks to my chong, the Batman to my Robin. What can I say? The port to my beans? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Top Joe Radio host, the iconic Mr. Vinny B. What's up, Vinny? Uh, not too much. Just looking forward to having a fun show like usual and uh, discussing. Hey, I guess we can vary from topic to topic today. I know we had a list of topics that uh, we were going to plan out, but hey, we could touch on everything. Yeah, that's the cool thing, man. This is going to be a special episode because, listeners, this is just me and the iconic Vinny B. So we're just here. We're going to rap with you guys and with each other. And, and this is a good opportunity for us to uh, just kind of reflect and share some personal stories and make some crude jokes and, you know, 
you know how we are on this show. This is how we roll. Vinny, we have uh, we've been on a string of of really solid guests on on this uh, this season. It's been pretty far out, hasn't it? Yeah, it sure has. I mean, you uh, ufologist, uh, a psychic, and uh, a cameraman from that you know from filming one of your many, many, many TV programs. I think it was it. We just meet on. That was the uh, uh, Sleepy Hollow, I think it was. No, we met, uh, David, we met on uh, the uh, CMT NASCAR show. Was it NASCAR uh, Rise of American Speed? Yeah, he was one of the camera operators. And, uh, yeah, him and I got to sp- spend the, you know, quite a few days <laughs> out there filming. I think I was on that show for almost a month, man. We filmed for about three and a half weeks. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty crazy. We've been lucky, dude. We've had some really exciting guests. I got to tell you, though, Callie was – that was an amazing episode. I can't believe more people haven't listened to it because she was awesome, man. What did you think? I thought so, too. I mean, when we were sitting there talking, you were uh, giving her the you know thing to talk about what she does and all that kind of stuff. I did have a few more questions for her, so I guess we'll have to get her back on. Or I'll steal her and see if she wants to come on Garage Talk Live. Yeah. Which airs Tuesdays live, noon to one on blogtalkradio.com slash garage talk live. Give myself a plug there, you know. Nice. Give her a different taste of uh, what we do. Now, here we come on and record it, and then you edit all the crap that doesn't make, uh, that doesn't uh, flow. And here I just go live and whatever. Whenever we're done, it goes up to podcast almost immediately. Maybe one of these days we could try to sync this broadcast up with the Garage Talk Live if you want to take callers. I'll see if we can somehow work that in. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, man. I've been thinking more and more and more about the show and you know what I want to do. And I think next year, I think I definitely want to incorporate video. And even if we have to do like a <laughs> kind of thing, like me, you, and whoever else, I think that'd be kind of cool. So I'm playing around with some ideas and different scenarios to – you know, kind of dial in the feel and, you know, how I want it to, uh, to flow, you know, but, uh, getting back to Callie, man, she was amazing. And she, it was pretty trippy when she just broke out and started reading tarot cards. <laughs> like nobody, nobody prompted that, man. She just, bam. It was like, I see stuff for Vinny. I was like, holy shit. It's getting real. Yeah. And that's like, what's your birthday? I said, uh, November 9th, I'm a Scorpio. He said, oh, I like read, reading Scorpios. All they think about is death and sex. <laughs> <laughs> I have to eat so I don't die so I can fuck. You know? <laughs> I can't fight that logic. <laughs> That's keeping it simple. That's the kiss method there. There you go. That's it. And then she's going to do it with you, with you know your whole family history, and she what she saw is stuff you had already talked about. And I know she maybe didn't have any precursor to that. See, that's what I always learn when even my wife says, whenever you go to a reading, don't give any lead-ins. And so I was trying to lead her without leading her. Like, did this person she talked about have a, a first initial or a name, and then things like that? Because you know, I was watching the uh, the dead files, and they have a psychic medium that it's uh, she goes in at night and gets a reading from the dead, and then the the daytime investigator 
Steve DeShavi, who was a former NYPD detective, and and he does all the daytime stuff, checking out with historians and things like that. And they don't they don't meet until the end when they meet up with the client. Then you know one gives their thing, the other, and then he tells what he found out, and then she has sketches drawn the things she saw, and it's pretty much spot on. So I was wondering if Callie had that type of uh, things happen to her. And then, you know, she mentioned spirit guides and the medium there. Her name is uh, Amy Allen. And, you know, some of the stuff she comes up with and what they reveal at the end there is kind of amazing. And Callie has, has she says she has three spirit guides as well. So it's kind of, I'm trying to correlate one's visions that I see on TV with somebody I we were talking to in, in person there and it's kind of amazing. It, it's very amazing, man. I was, uh, I'm a little bit jaded being, you know, veteran police officer. I'm kind of like you. I'm, I try not to lead anybody. And I was kind of a little skeptical going in to be honest with him. Like, all right, let's see, you know what she has to say. The only weird thing that I caught and I didn't catch it in the conversation, but when I listened to the episode, you know, coming back over it through edits, it was funny. I said the words we were talking about uh, your boss and we were talking about how she was like potentially the person you needed to, you know, do right by and press and all that stuff, stay on her good side. And I said, I said, you need to get her a gift card. Or I said something like that. I said, gift card. <laughs> and within about 10 seconds, 10 or 15 seconds later, probably about 15 seconds in the conversation, She's talking about the tarot cards and she described the card as a gift card. And I thought that was really <laughs> fucking weird. I was like, what? And, and I played it back and I was like, man, that's so odd that I said that. And then about 15 seconds later, she said that. And I'm not saying that I'm having a psychic moment. I'm saying that was just very odd if she like subconsciously heard that and repeated it because I, I'm always worried that like if I'm dealing with a psychic or something like that, not, and I'm not saying this is the case to Cal. I think she's legit, but just in general, it's like, I'm listening. I'm like, okay, are you going to repeat what I said? You know, kind of like what you were touching on about leading them and not feeding them too much. Yeah. And I know at the end, when we had the final thoughts, I was just wondering, I kind of might've let her in. Like, do I work with this person? I should have said, asked her how, how do I know this person? And I'm trying to get, and, you know, trying to get, uh, was trying to get that out of her. And then she, you know, pretty much said the same thing. And she did my, my, uh, supervisor really wanted to find, you know, she said that was interesting. So I'm, she's supposed to listen to the episode this weekend. Cause every time she's saying she forgot until she sees me and then remember she forgot to listen. <laughs> but, uh, A lot of people are doing that. I think. Yeah. And uh, so I'm going to have to, I said, text me when you do. And I posted it up and a couple of people hit likes on it. I know you do, but you know, so I'm a little, I understand that part of it, but <laughs> yeah. I just hope they listen to it when I post it up. But you know, if nobody knows it's there, you got to bring it to their attention. So I know one friend, I said, you know, did you listen to it? She says a little bit. Then she's when she's with her husband, she's busy she's at a gun show today. So, you know, she built her own AR 15s. <laughs> Jeez. That's hardcore. They're hardcore into doing that, that kind of shit, man. I just, <coughs> excuse me. I just never got that. I just never got that fascinated with it. I definitely more of the, 
the creative artsy fartsy new age hippie kind of guy i mean i love firearms too don't get me wrong i'm a big second Amendment guy of course but i just uh i don't know man i never i never got that fucking fascinated with it there's a few things i'm really fascinated by but that that just hasn't been uh, I, i'm more interested in like the fucking pyramids <laughs> you know it's like it's yeah. weird. I'm, that's just how my weird brain works though you know, I think about this. I like a lot of that stuff too. And there's a lot of it on like the history channel and all that, but the way it's presented is so boring. I pay, I think I fall asleep through most of it. You know, <laughs> that's kind of like, you know what I wonder though? I wonder, then, I wonder about this. I wonder if our civilization like is fucking way older than like recorded history. Like if we had lived for thousands more fucking years and maybe got more advanced technology and then with climate change or something catastrophe, you know, some catastrophe happened and it was like a reset. You ever think about that? Yeah. I mean, we had the ice age and that kind of really threw a wrench into what was going on at the time. And dinosaurs went away and they contributed to the future by turning into oil and see, nobody realizes that. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as man-made climate change, like they want you to believe, I think it's just a way to, kill free enterprise and stuff like that like ooh, everything's going to end in 12 years well they were saying that 30 years ago it's going to end in 10 years it's going to end in 10 years well it's like come on give it a break they got things recorded over the course of time now to prove that stuff wrong now it seems like once a generation you got some whack job like aoc saying we don't pass the green new deal we're gonna the world's going to end in 12 years. Well, that's the thing. You're trying to, they're were. trying to control the uncontrollable. You can't fucking control this shit, but you know, but so much. You can have an impact here or there, but you can't control. It's like the COVID shit. It's like, man, the genie's out the bottle. You know, there's a ticking timer. There's a shelf life on this planet, you know, and we can probably expedite that by doing, you know, um, you know oil and coal and you know fucking up the atmosphere and stuff i understand that has an impact and i i don't take anything away from it but i don't know the the matter of degree it is but we're not going to stop the fucking earth from you know cooking and boiling us it's just it's not a matter of fucking if it's when right i mean prior to the ice age they're finding like bodies in greenland because of the new wave of warming up that happens every few thousand years or whatever and things that are coming down that you know you never you know it wouldn't have seen if it didn't melt you know they're finding new artifacts of pre formerly existing civilizations that you wouldn't have seen before as far as climate change man-made i disagree with it is it the way the earth and the and the solar system moves around the the around space i kind of believe that more before your time in the 70s they were predicting the next ice age in 10 years. And this would have been the eighties. And lo and behold, we didn't have no damn ice age <laughs> come back. Now everything's freaking melting away. We're going to have no uh, glaciers and ice caps. And then as soon as these people get their heads out of see, that's why they don't call it global warming anymore. They call it climate change is because they can't pinpoint anything. They're just trying to bleach uh, globalism out of countries like ours that survive on the, uh, that have gotten great on capitalism, which have made other countries wealthy. And nobody realizes that, not to toot the political horn here, that, but if the whack side of the 
the left gets in, then you know, we're screwed. Well, I think you're. I think we're fucked. Any if any radical, if it's radical right, if it's radical left, I think any extreme is just not good for a nation. I think you got to have a well balanced uh, system in place. That's kind of the the interesting devil devil's advocate to having a two party system is kind of having that that scale, you know, that checks and balance. But man, when you got the whole fucking party and you know packing the house and the senate and you got the same party and, and the presidency it's yeah things can go radical and sideways pretty quick well at least you know people talk about the extreme right and white supremacists and all that but the right tamps down the extreme right where the left doesn't tamp down the extreme left yeah well i don't understand like how the fuck they keep saying they link white supremacy with being conservative because that's not a conservative value at all it's not. There's nothing conservative. There's nothing Christ-like. There's nothing uh, right-wing about that. I mean, it's just not an idea that's that's a that's a nonpartisan idea, and it's a very terrible idea. And I, I just don't know why we, we think of that as, oh, these are the people on the right. Why? Because they vote a certain way or something. And let's cut the shit though, too, Vinny. Being being a white supremacist, being white and racist in this country is just about as that's just about as acceptable and as popular as being a pedophile. Okay. I, I, I don't know why there's people are in such fucking panic and fear of these white supremacists. I'm like, trust me, once they come out of the closet, that shit, bye-bye to their career, bye-bye to opportunities, bye-bye to a lot of relationships. I'm like, it's not a popular, cool or accepted thing in 2020. It's just not, I mean, you get away with that shit in the sixties, I guess, but not now. And, and we shouldn't tolerate it, period. I condemn it in any kind of hate group, for that matter. And most of these hate groups, believe it or not, it's uh, self-projection. What the left accuses the right of, they're the ones that did it and started it. The KKK and all this kind of stuff. The Nazi movement, they call them, you know, Trump a Nazi. But what was Nazi? National Socialism, all the stuff that the left claims that they're for is, you know, government control and, you know, do what we say, not what we do. I mean, they talk about equality, but basically they, the only thing they want equal is everybody miserable, except the political elite, which you have in those socialist, uh, communist, fascist nations. Man, what about Hunter Biden? What about that shit? It's like, <laughs> you're talking about accusing the other side of shit you're doing. <laughs> What a catastrophe. That is a dumpster fire, man. That fucking guy. And and the big guy, the quote unquote the big guy. We know who the big guy is, don't we? Don't we, Vinny? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, like I get like you like we said, you know, they're accusing the one side of stuff they do and have gotten away with. Well, somebody spilled the beans. Maybe somebody was a little careless with their laptop and uh <laughs> Could you? I could just see him and dropping the, it off at Geek Squad right now at fucking Best Buy or some shit like that. Well, but maybe maybe he figured it's a guy he knew in Delaware, and the guy <laughs> apparently has some vision issues, but he must know his his geek stuff. And I mean, I don't know. They found those emails. Apparently, the, the, the FBI must have been investigating it because this was apparently turned over a while ago for child child porn what was the computer 
Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. It just I don't put anything past that guy. Nothing. He is like slept with his uh dead brother's wife, doing crack, all these things. Knocked up a hooker. A hooker too? Yeah, knocked up a hooker. God knows, man. How do you do that? Like you talk about this is this is another thing. This is this goes into like the 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 notion of white privilege. I'm gonna tell you, white privilege does not exist anymore. In, 2020 it used to back in the 50s and 60s going back it there was white privilege absolutely now there's not but what there is is wealth privilege and that's the conversation people need to fucking have and hunter biden guys like that that's wealth privilege 100 oh definitely but and his dad was never really wealthy until he got into public office and all of a sudden boom he's filthy rich so it kind of makes you wonder Maybe his shady talk about shady business deals is since uh, someone became a senator, maybe he tried to, you know, use Hunter as uh, a mechanism for creating this. And even though he said he never talked to him about his business deals, and now it's coming out that the guy was pretty much in touch with him all the time. Yeah. But, <laughs> and now you have Twitter blocking the New York Post's Twitter feed. Because of that, Kyle, because they don't want it yeah, out there. Fucking- and that's another thing. Exactly. How weird is that? You've got these major platformers that what what do they do? Their whole fucking job is is disseminating information, right? It's distributing information. The people are posting articles and getting this out and that out. They're, they're censoring the New York Post. And it's so funny. It's like uh, they were doing a comparison of how they didn't take down the Trump accusations because they had an unknown source. They couldn't even provide a source for any accusations they were, they were going at Trump with, and they continued to, to repost those articles. But here they have fucking actual sources uh, confirmed for this Biden, the Hunter Biden situations. And they take it, they ban it and take it off. It's like, what is that? If that's not fucking political, man, I'll kiss your ass. That's ridiculous. Right, they did that. They uh, pulled. They locked down uh, the press secretary's page because she tw- yeah. retweeted it, and it's like, uh, you know, you just exposed yourself, you dumbass. I mean, here's here's some jack off geek that made money. Say, oh, I'll come up with a thing where people can post crap and stuff like that, and. Uh, Everybody bought into it, you know, selling ads and all that kind of good stuff. Same with uh, Facebook. Everybody was able to post everything. Yeah, all right. If you want to pull down certain things, you know, like nudity or <laughs> sexual activity, you could do that. I mean, there was a person I follow. I thought they followed me, but then I, you know, refollowed them back. They had the blue check mark. It's a here. This chick used to be a porn actress and it said she never made that much money as a porn actress but i'm seeing actual videos of her doing porn stuff <laughs> on twitter on twitter because all these people are posting her, posting her videos up on and her they're not page getting taken because she's trying to change herself and become a you know legitimate type of <clears throat> citizen and uh, and here they're posting videos of her giving blowjobs and taking it up to your hands and stuff like that. right there on Twitter for God and country. That's on Twitter. I love it. And, and yeah, that that's perfectly fine, but God forbid we actually have a, 
incredible news story about uh, someone who is immediately connected to a presidential candidate. Yeah, God forbid. What's your thought on this? This is this is interesting. I really think that like Facebook specifically and those kind of platforms and even Twitter and those you know similar platforms, I really think that governments got very interested psychologically in in those types of devices and companies just because of the psychological control that it seems to have over people and how they can manipulate the shit. It's almost become like a another tool for the propaganda machine. It's pretty weird. I mean, you figure these people that, you know, the Twitter trolls and the Facebook trolls and, you know, everybody gets on there, you post something. It could even be your own friends. And next, next thing you know, they're turning real nasty where they real, wouldn't have said it to your face. They'll let a whole, like, you know, a whole bunch of stuff go through. And then the other side that knows they haven't been getting a fair shake anywhere else on the media wise, and they post their stuff there. And now they're starting to block them off. I think the Twitter CEO might've re- reinstated the New York posts page, but I'm not sure. I mean, you never know what to think. I mean, here's some guy, I mean, Zuckerberg apparently started Facebook, you know, he, he was some, some geek looking to get laid. So he started that, made a bunch of money. And uh, guess what? He's, Got himself a woman. I think he looks more like the uh, android from Star <laughs> Trek: The Next Generation. I mean, it was like data. He used to have uh, data Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, he looks more like a robot than a human anymore. Yeah. It's like, dude, grow your hair back. It was you looked more human when it was flu- it was curly and sticking out your head, and you look on. Well, that's what happens, Vinny, when you start working directly for the CIA. <laughs> It fucks you up, man. <laughs> you don't look as good. It's it's a stressful job. I think that's what happened to a lot of these companies, man. I, I really think they they found themselves either back to the wall or the money's too good or something. But I think they uh like Zuckerberg, he's not he's not in control of Facebook anymore. Somebody is. Well he kind of well, he has, you know, originally he was, but I think he sold a lot of stuff off. And I mean, Facebook bought Instagram and, you know, I'd like to, I like to, I wish I had the talent to start my own. Cause this way, whatever was on there, I'd let it fly. I think a lot of it changed when they got hauled in front of Congress and he had to testify, well, you know, your platform is this, your platform is that. And then they decided to reinvent themselves as a publisher as opposed to a, social media where everybody can be open about everything. And that's when the censorship got really, really tight. Oh, we're a publisher. We can ban that or, and this, and Uh, that's, that's the dangers of packing the fucking court is if you pack it too far to the left or to the right, like in this instance, if uh, the courts packed to the left and we're trying to fight censorship, we're going to fucking lose. You know what I mean? If we're fighting yeah. for something that is uh, opposite to their agenda and the same with the right. I mean, I could say the same thing. <clears throat> if I've got a predominantly conservative uh, court system and I'm trying to legalize cannabis federally, um, it's probably not going to pass. You know, even that's kind of a poor example because it's not really a partisan issue per se, but it kind of, you know, could be. But I mean, it's that's the danger of it. Let me uh, 
Let me ask you this, though, Vinny. What, what's your thought on them looking to subpoena? I don't know if they've done it or not, so i got to double-check so you can fact-check me on this. They're either looking to or they're dishing out subpoenas to the motherfuckers at Twitter for uh, tampering in our election, essentially. I don't know what the formal charge is, but it's, that's to the effect of the from blocking that phone. I guess due to the, cen- the censorship issue, they want this guy in front of Congress so he can uh, so they can grill him. Why did you, you know, why do you let, like they said, why do you let this hearsay against Trump fly? And then here you got fact on the other side on, from the New York Post, which is corroborated. And I think that's what they say. The New York Post is like the sixth largest newspaper in the country. Uh, and you just shut them down. And the, the press secretary, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd haul this guy in and make him poop his pants and <laughs> I mean, a guy's got enough money, he could just say, fuck this, and I'm out. Yeah. And, you know, big tech is centered in uh, around the San Francisco alley, Simi Valley uh, in California. You, you see what hap- what's happening in California. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, they want to see, let them. This way they get no federal aid, and the country have a lot more money to spend on important I'm stuff. telling you right now, as beautiful as there, there's many parts in California, it's absolutely gorgeous. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's many parts in California that's absolutely gorgeous, but honestly, I would be okay having them be their own country. <laughs> and we could just take all these yeah. really radical fucking people and just send them over to California and go, here you go. Good luck. Yeah. Really Here's your free health care and your free this and your free yeah. that. No, we don't we don't have federal dollars coming in. We'll have to raise taxes. Everybody else leaves. And you got Cala Venezuela or something like that. You'll find out what a, a third world shithole and uh, people don't understand that freedom isn't free and when the government promises you free crap, it's to lure you in and once they got you, you're screwed. It reminds me of that movie The Matrix where everybody's like plugged in and they're just getting used basically for their, their body electricity. They're just, just like siphoning life out out of humanity to run this big uh, computerized conglomerate. And that's what I feel like with a lot of this shit, man, with the taxes and stuff. It's like, they just want us to keep showing up these jobs and they just want to keep on digging deeper and deeper into our paychecks. And that, that Omar lady, wherever the hell she's out of, (laughs) that lady drives me nuts. She, I I saw where she was giving an interview. She's like, uh, in some places, 70 losing 70 percent to taxes is completely normal and it's okay and i'm like are you fucking out of your mind 70 percent and you think that's okay and even more i'm like who the fuck elected you who wants to pay? it's like if you want to pay more taxes you can voluntarily do that you don't need me <laughs> you know it's like you don't need my help and she's somebody who came here as a refugee i don't know with her family or Marion or brother or whatever the hell they talk about uh, from Somalia, a country that, uh, you know, was made famous by Black Hawk Down, the movie there, because of what happened there. And, uh, you know, she was given the opportunity to grow up in a society where she could be free. And here she's talking the same crap she left. Go to hell back home. That's the thing with these celebrities, man, that I saw where I guess it was Tommy Lee. And I'm a big Motley Crue fan. But Tommy Lee was the latest and greatest up there on the news talking about how if Trump wins, I'm, I'm leaving the country. It's like, man, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, and you're a, you're a Marine Corps vet. I'm an Army vet. I was infantry. And 
to hear people say shit like that just burns me up. I'm like, look, I'll help you pack. I'll help you pack. Get the fuck out. I don't, you know, this country is unique. This republic, this republic is unique. I love this country. I love our constitution, man. If you don't like your freedoms and liberties, if you don't like um, the, the life that you have, get the fuck on. Go to Canada, man. They tax the shit out of you up there. Or go to Mexico. Yeah. And it's like the fucking wild. Yeah, go to Mexico. Yeah, it's drink the water. Get, get all the weed to kill you yeah. can. I mean, well, you got it good here. These people that bitch about this country largely have never even left the country, nor have they lived in another country. I was listening to a, a radio show on my way to work. It's called uh, the, the Will Cal Majority on Sirius XM. You know we, who he had on? No. On Friday, Johnny Lydon, a.k.a. Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. And he is so darn funny. And he's like, what do these these leftists think they're trying to get away with here? This stuff is insane. No, yeah. And you know what is weird to me, though? Honestly, I hate this this divide, this left-right thing. And it's so weird. Like, I, I grew up in a... Moderately, I guess, liberal kind of con- and conservative home. It was kind of a hybrid, really, but you know, divided between my mom and dad's personality, of course, or personalities. But the thing of it, like, my dad was a pretty staunch Democrat, and my I- my idea of a liberal is somebody who was just open minded, who was anti war, the war in Vietnam. They were trying to, you know, march for peace and. They would debate you intelligently and they just kind of had, you know, kind of hippie open ideas. That's not the fucking case, man. Like when you look at the more progressives now, there is no open mindedness. There is no debate. Like it's just they're following a script. And if you fucking if you give them facts, they throw out feelings and somehow feelings is supposed to override the facts. You know, but facts don't give a shit about your feelings. You know what I'm saying? Right. Facts are facts and feelings are, well, if you feel bad, hit the hash pipe or uh, <laughs> the wine bottle. And you got better. issues. I got issues. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's it's yeah, I grew up in my family with Democrat. My dad came over from Italy, married my mom and, you know, had to have the sponsorship, all this illegal stuff, all this legal stuff, illegal immigration. And, you know, they were Democrat. Democrats were the party of the working man and all this kind of. That's what you heard. And that's like, yeah. And then the more I, the older I got, I'm like, well, if they're the party of the working man, why is my wallet a little less full than when they're in power than when the other right? side is? <laughs> right. And then, you know, I start to realize, well, they, they're they good salespeople. I swear, since Woodrow Wilson, he was another Princeton, then they're looking at taking his thing down from Princeton because he had some racist views and you know he's from down here in Virginia somewhere his wife Edith Bowling Wilson was born in the town 20 miles away Withville Virginia I mean had a little her birthplace is right right next to the place we used to have the hot dog eating contest that I participated in <laughs> did you did you place did you and, place uh, what'd you play yeah third four years no in a row. shit how many did you eat how many did I eat? Well, one year it was 15. It's just who could eat them the fastest because they didn't have a timer. And then after that, it was six. In, it was as many as you can get in six minutes. Just a dog, a bun, and uh, a cup of water to get it moist so you didn't Jeez. choke to death on it. And 
I had ten in the six minutes the one year, and I think nine the next three after next two after that. But I swear the guy that won was able to suck him down. Like that's where he practiced on horses and donkeys, man. I don't know how he get his throat open that far. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, the guy was huge to begin with. Nice guy and all real religious and all that. And I was friends on Facebook for a while with him. And then I guess he started seeing the stuff I was putting up was kind of unchristian. Like, well, well, didn't the Lord say be fruitful and multiply? What, what's he got to be? What's he got to be embarrassed or offended by? As he's out there blowing donkeys, getting ready for the local weenie roast. Uh, <laughs> that was just- that was just my take on it. I mean, you know, he did actually go to the place and buy a tin full of hot dogs and practice. Yeah. People get they asked me, "You go to practice?" He said, "No." I said, "I says if I, I the only person that beat him was before a year before he uh, they had it five years in a row, and he and I finished. Uh, he finished first four years and I finished third four years and we had different second place guys in between. But the first year we weren't in it because I think I had just moved down here and the, and uh, the guy that actually won the initial one was uh, in it the second year and I beat him. He was fourth. I was third. Another guy was second and the, the, the uh, winner, you know, he was just, just too good. You know, he, wanted to move on to do it professionally that's a different story because those guys even put us to shame like Man, the, I can't imagine i'm sorry I, I fucking derailed our conversation but i got so fascinated when you were like that was hot dog. Well, the, second year, the, the first year i was here uh, uh it was a there was a pilot being filmed for travel channels called jill and dad's world uh u.s uh thing or somebody jill wagner she's an actress i think she's on the hallmark channel on some stuff well i was wearing a usmc hat and her dad this is a marine veteran himself and uh he gravitated toward me and we got to shooting the shit and uh the camera's there filming and i'm looking at the camera and said well look at him look at him everything i would see you see a camera you look at the camera i don't know maybe i'm doing something wrong you're the actor you can tell me but uh <laughs> <laughs> don't don't break the whatever it is the camera the i was always told look at the camera what's that don't, don't break, break the fourth, fourth wall Vinny. Well, i don't know about you the doing like wall. were you doing like I, I know about the third hole but not the fourth <laughs> wall <laughs> man that's one in the stunning and two in the brave did were you out there uh doing extra work or something what were you what were you out there doing the Waiting for the thing to start. I mean, it was like a Fourth of July festival, and uh, oh, so were they filming? And they were. And just, you just went to see them film, or what? No, I was there to participate in the, the dog eating contest, and oh, they showed up. So and, it was like uh, simultaneously just happening. It was, yeah, just one of those things that happened. I don't know if the town invited them. I'm tracking now. It was pretty neat though. But they had a, you know, they have a. A, a cruise in, bunch of you know people bringing their rods and their their, their cars, and then after that, they, while they're doing that, they have a band on stage on Main Street, and then the and then they have the hot dog eating contest, and then then after that, there's another band on another stage in a park that's right behind all the Main Street with the festivities, and then about nine o'clock over at another area, they have a fireworks display. So we'd park over near where the fireworks display is, walk about three four blocks check out the cruise in, listen to some tunes. 
I'd suck down a bunch of hot dogs and then we'd go listen to some tunes and digest a little bit. My wife would need something <laughs> to eat because I really didn't. You're and probably I, pretty full by that point, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, then we'd walk back over to the vehicle and sit down and uh, watch the fireworks go off and then drive I home. I was going to make them. <laughs> pretty neat Monday festivities. Obviously, this year they didn't have crap, but. If I was gonna make a movie, Benny, I'd want I'd want to have a fucking hot eating contest in the back. I'd jump at the chance if it was presented to me. I'd be like, hell yeah! I don't care if we're doing a horror movie. We'd be out there filming. Hey, there's a hot contest. I'd be like, fuck it, put Jason in there. We'll film it. Let's let's stand in the background. Like some guy pounding down wings and Jason come up behind him and slit his throat or Michael Myers Perfect. or something. There you go. See, sometimes you can capture lightning in a bottle once you just look at, you know, these opportunities that just magically present themselves, like hot dog eating contests in a movie. <laughs> Man, I got to tell you, though, this is kind of off well, topic, but I am, uh, I know, and this, this whole yeah. show, is, uh, we'll call it off. Like Hawaiian tropic or something like that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm way off, but uh, way off though. I am. Uh, I'm way worried, man. I know this is going to date our show, and I hate that doing that. So much of this ha- is we can talk about any old time, but um, I'm worried about the election. I'm really worried. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you said election. I say erection. Take like five uh, blue pills or something. <laughs> I've been touching it in all the right ways. I thought. I don't know. No, the election. I might on the election. I don't know. It depends on the results. Yeah. Well, let's not worry about that. I think there's a lot of people are laying low until election day, and yeah, there's a lot of you hear about the early voting yeah. turnout, and most of them are voting for. Uh, basement dweller but and it's because these people are afraid to come out in public but they're the ones that and then i think there's going to be a i think the silent majority is going to have a bigger voice come november 3rd than what they were expecting i'm i listen to some of these you know shows and the people on the ground are saying any enthusiasm for is not there for camel hair and blowjo there and blowjo. <laughs> oh goodness, blowjo, blowjo. I don't know, man. Like I'm really, honestly, I'm I'm nervous. Like I don't think it's going to be a blowout for Trump. I just don't. I just I'm very worried that this guy's personality has fucked him up. Like I'm really worried he's going to lose this. Not because he's done some wonderful things for the for the country. You know, he's put more money in my my paycheck for sure. But I just I, I worry that he's ruffled too many feathers in the in the right or the wrong states and his personality is gonna fucking just cut his throat. Well, he was elected to ruffle feathers and uh I think people have seen what he's done as opposed to paying attention to what he said. I think half of what he says is just to stoke the media and the left to get them all riled up. Do you really? I wonder, I wonder about that. I wonder about that. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think he's playing. Now, does it help him or hurt him? I think it might a little bit, but I think, like you said, the people whose wallets his policies have affected are going to want some more of that. It, 
it was so weird that they, they kept on um, with that white supremacy shit with him. And he, I, I know he had answered the question previously, but even some of the times I would hear him address it, it was almost like he was, he was playing coy. It was almost like he was potentially fucking with him. He's the answer to everything. I mean, every time that they ask him all the time, he answers it all the time. It's like, you know, if I kept pestering you about the same crap, you'd probably smack me upside <laughs> the head, you know, same vice versa. <laughs> And he just can't do that. And they call it the, uh, he called him a sexist if he smacks Savannah Guthrie upside the head, even though whether she des- probably deserved it. Because, Did you watch? You know. That? And look Did at this. Did you poor watch that? Woman. Nah, oh, okay. I was at work. <laughs> I saw clips and I've heard the coverage of yeah, it. Yeah, it's like me. I can't watch any of that. I mean, and then uh, you got George uh, Step on Your Polis over there uh, with the town hall with. Biden and you, I saw clips of that. There's like you know, they didn't even press him on anything. Well, I saw where some reporter <clears throat> here recently, within the last I don't know, 24 hours or so, had asked him directly about his son, and like Biden went off the rails and exploded at the reporter and was like, you know, I, I knew you guys are gonna you know ask something like that and I'm not gonna answer it or some shit, you know. And he you can read his direct quotes. Uh, it's in the papers today, but it's amazing that they softball questions to that man. And I don't know why in the hell anybody, I don't give a damn what your political views are. You're interviewing. Essentially you want somebody well interviewed to go into that job. Like I want to feel very confident in whoever gets that job. And it's worrisome. We, we argue about who the shittier person is when I wish we could be arguing about who the actual best person you know, not the other way around, but it just, it worries me that they're, they're not giving him these tough questions. So his, the people that are really following and wanting to vote for this dude, they're not getting the full picture, whether it would convince them, you know, to go the other way or not, they're still not getting the full fucking picture of how jacked up this guy. Well, they may not go the other way. They'll just stay to frig home, which I'm okay with that. too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that's just it. They're trying to prop this guy up as a, a leader and what he's going to do. And I see ads for some some congressman up in the Roanoke area. He's not in my district, so I don't have to worry about him. Or Biden has a plan, and Biden doesn't even have a clue. His plan is to not plan. fucking die. He's 77. He's been in fucking politics for 47 years. It's like, do you really believe this guy has been sitting on his ass for 47 years who spent four or eight fucking years as VP, that if he was going to make a move, if he was going to move and shake, it would probably have happened already. Do you really think at 77 years old, this fucking dude's going to go out there and fix the country? Well, what the hell's he been doing for the last almost five fucking decades? You know what I mean? Sucking off the teat of the population. Yeah, like most of those politicians, I think. Making himself rich in public orifice. I'm very curious about the Ukraine and China shit. I, I'm really, I'm very concerned about that. And I'm also very, very concerned about the, uh, I hate to say it, but just the federal investigators and what they're, you know, are they being objective with this shit or are they being biased? Yeah, that's kind of an issue too. I mean, uh, you hear about the October surprise. Was it a reverse October surprise with this, uh, what, laptop what, stuff what, in the Ukraine. What is the reverse out? October surprise? What is that? What the fuck's that mean? 
Well, usually the Democrats say they have an October surprise, and it's uh, I don't care who's in there. Uh, they something when McCain was running, and uh, then something again when Romney was running, and they tried to think something with Trump, but it didn't work because people just said "fuck you" and we're tired of the bullshit. And I think they tried it again with you know this COVID lockdown stuff and say, "Oh, it's re re." Uh, re-blooming it's phase two and uh you got dr fuck she's <laughs> there and he don't know what the hell he's all talking about and uh the president gets tested he's positive he's got a court locked down he's got a the candid debate now he comes out with uh supposedly made it through and seems just as good as he was before he left did he really have it is he lying oh, who knows if he did have it and the family got it and they're staying locked up because of it and he's gotten through it. Damn, I want some of his blood. Man. I want to know what, what they gave him. I want to know what his health care plan was and if they're doing that for everybody. That's what I want to know. No. Well, let's put it this way. If not, then he was the perfect test sample, and he's uh, in the high-risk category. And, uh, yeah, uh, regenerant or something Did like that. They say that with shit all, was experimental. Know. Didn't they say it was an experimental drug? I swear to God, I read that shit. Did, yeah. did you read that? I swear I read it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they're they're trying everything they can think of. If something works, they're talking about a vaccine. They're talking about a vaccine. Well, it might not have been with the vaccine patent that Fauci and Gates and all these people are invested in or soros is another one he's another asshole i'd like to see cat a lot of people mention him a lot of people mention him it, you know what's weird is like all these big name people who they keep getting uh their name linked to horrific acts and and crime they never get charged with shit never it's like i and another thing speaking of getting charged anybody checked on the lady lately that was Epstein's fucking partner. Is she still alive? Hence <laughs> the time of the podcast. I hadn't heard anything. No, Jelaine yeah, Maxwell. Yeah, that's her. Oh, man, I hope she's still fucking above ground, giving them information. Uh, I've been too busy. Well, I did notice a lot of... Uh, they've been finding a lot of... Uh, abducted children of late, so maybe they... They do have her locked up somewhere safe, and she's spilling she's her guts. To, and man. He, she's got yeah. somebody's got to be spilling their guts. Because you're right that they are finding a lot of damn kids now. It's it's like it buckles up. Well, you know, you always hear about. Well, here's what gets me. You always hear about the left talking about the big banks, this and the big banks that, and it's the Republicans with the big banks. Who's the big banks? Goldman Sachs, Cap, uh, Citibank, Citicor, uh, J.P. Morgan, Chase. Who are all these people support? Yeah, the Democrats. The left. Part. So if the left is so against the big banks, I mean, I heard where Wall Street looking to said, oh, it'll be better if Biden gets elected. I don't know. I, I've watched my 401k go from 17k under Obama to, you know, as far as the points go. Added another ten thousand points on that under Trump. So how is the Biden election going well, to help he, the market? If the he, market he keeps crack? talking about closing the fucking uh, nation down again, like doing another lockdown, of course the fucking market's going to crash because nobody's going to be doing business. I haven't, man. 
since this shit started, I've booked two roles, two po- two parts. That's it. That's it, man. That's all the fucking acting work I've had since this in, in eight months. And I'm like, now I'll get yeah, like that- one audition a, a week, maybe, maybe one every two weeks. It has fucked my career up as it has a lot of people's careers. I'm not trying to tug on anybody's heartstrings, but and you close this motherfucker down again. Are you kidding me? I don't look, I'll battle COVID. Okay. I, I don't want to battle starvation. Right. And you know, it's kind of the thing that, uh, the big celebrities that have made it in the industry, uh, they're well off. They could care less. They could stay locked down until the day they croak. Cause they got millions of dollars. You know, hardworking guys like like you that that go from roll to roll like that. Maybe you need a you need to get on a a regular TV series. So I think things are starting to open up back now. As far as that goes, probably they're not being they're probably not being uh, filmed in California. But but you know that doesn't help the. Uh, the people uh, in your situation because you don't you haven't had that breakthrough role or and then you know where you can uh, have a be on a series every episode and things like that i don't even know how that works how these people you know i mean if you're an established actor yeah it's easy to get a role like that but if you know you're one of the people that they have to go through through the casting and then you get into the role and People start to like it, then you get better roles and higher yeah. paying roles. It's, it's like regulars, uh, man. Some of these guys <laughs> regulars are like two percent. They make ten thousand bucks an episode. It's like, oh, that doesn't seem like a lot, but to me, who's been who works uh, with an hourly rate, that sounds like a lot to me. I'd like to bring home ten grand. Man, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> right now, pretty freaking I, good. Too. I would love to bring. I'd, I've. Uh, I've done well on some stuff. I haven't done that fucking well in one shot in one week, but that's a pretty damn good week. But that's like, honestly, that's like what? One or 2% of, of entertainers are at that kind of level to where they're kicking back and they're making that kind of steady income. And for me, I'm like you, I've I'm always been a blue collar guy and I've been an hourly rate guy and I'm doing some side jobs right now, man. That's the thing, man. That's another thing. I want to tell people, excuse me, I get done burping. But what I want to tell people is times are tough. Everybody's affected right now with this shit, you know, and you got to go do what you got to go do. Like for me, you know, spending months without uh, doing a gig, you know, I got I've gone, I've got some side jobs now I go and do throughout the week. And on top of that, I'm still doing my acting stuff and prepping and writing and doing the podcast and show, but you got to go out there and do it. Do what you got to go believe, man. You got to, you got to fucking hustle and survive. And hopefully, this shit will start to wind down. Uh, this travel restriction and all this shit. You know, if Trump gets back in, I'm, I'm confident that it will. But hopefully, everything will open back up. That's what's fucking me right now, Vinny. Is the, uh, the like the travel restrictions? Because I got to fucking get. I got to go to New Orleans yeah. for a gig. And I'm going to have a good week. The week we were talking about, I'm going to have an even better week than, than that week. But I got to go do the gig. Yeah. 
cool. That's the only caveat is that shit's been put on hold for months now because of this COVID shit. And here I am, you know, having to go to do side jobs. It's not fun, not cool, you know. But you got to do what you got to do. No, because your your uh, main craft is performing. Yeah. And, and when that's shut down, uh, you know, nobody nobody's going to the movie theaters. TV shows are getting kind of, uh, you know, how do you film somebody through Zoom having a TV show? Eh, I mean, I know they do it with uh, like the late night stuff and uh, Saturday Night Live for a while was uh, before the uh, end of their season, which was kind of weird, but that's not a show where there's actual scenes that are filmed. I mean, a two-minute skit that that they pop up on there is one thing they could film that and make that work. But you know, something with a storyline that goes from week to week to week, it just isn't going to happen. And the place where the film industry is, you know, is Hollywood, California, New York. I mean, look who runs those States. Pretty much tyrants. Yeah. Even the whack job in Governor New Jersey saying, "Well, they put Virginia back on the. If you come here, you got to quarantine for fourteen days. Screw you! I'm about to go to New Jersey. How do they yeah, track my dad's that there. shit? Like, how do they know? How 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 would they know? Do you know? Yeah. That's no, I don't. Because I know a a performer did her first live show, and you know, locally near where she lives, just outside of Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, it was a concert. She's a singer, songwriter. And she did her first live show. And, then, you know, she said, you know, oh, come on up, come on up. I said, yeah, I don't, have to, I don't want to be stuck up there for 14 days. She goes, yeah, that's the rules, but nobody plays by them. So, again, unless somebody dimes you out, how are they going to know? Well, they'll see you come in with Virginia tags and they'll tracking every move you make if you're going to hear some probably some spy I don't know how me. the fuck I don't know how the fuck <laughs> you could do New Jersey it. one of those states where Virginia has reciprocity. Yeah. I just don't know like that seems like such a waste of manpower such a waste of any resources whatsoever I'm like listen rather than track the fucking guy with a cold how about we look for this rapist or this child uh molester or this murderer let's go after let's can we can we refocus our our resources around catching those motherfuckers do we really need to be tracking people with uh you know travel restrictions and covid and colds and flus it's crazy oh, yeah and violently let me tell you this man let me tell you this so i started back working with uh, i work with people with special needs i i'm a big community service guy so i uh, take people who have special needs out to the community we work on goals, do therapeutic stuff. It's like a, almost like a big brother life coaching kind of a deal. And I took this one guy uh, with special needs to uh, this place in Wilmington. It's almost like a putt-putt, like a mini golf place and has an arcade. So we go to walk in and you have to be, have your mask on. Well, they take your fucking temperature. I think that's so weird. Like how the, you know, I'm sitting there going, are you going to diagnose me with something too? And it's like, well, what if I'm, you know, 
what if I do have a little bit of a mild fever from having a cold? I know. I mean, even where where I work, every day you go in, there's a they used to have like the th- thermometer guns and they'd put it in your forehead and zap you. Now they got one on a pole and you have to. I see people like I, I started doing it too. He's like, you, you get your forehead in there. I just start sticking my wrist up there and say, screw this. Wearing a face shield or a mask. Everybody's got to wear that all day long and eight hours a day in a, in a factory. There is, you know, <laughs> those masks make it rough, tough to breathe, but they're doing it to keep us safe. Safe from what? Something that has a almost just a cunt hair shore of 100% survival. Man, I was looking at the uh, statistics. I said like 80 some percent. It was like 85 or 84, 86. I don't know. Some the low to mid 80s uh, percent of people who got COVID wore their masks all the fucking time. And I'm like, huh, well, I'm going to pretend I don't wear the mask unless I absolutely fucking have. Like if I'm getting paid, I'll wear the mask. Or if I'm at the doctor's office, I'll be, you know, or getting a haircut with somebody's in my face. I'll wear the mask for them. But like going to the grocery store, getting a cup of coffee or something, I'm not wearing a fucking mask. I'm not wearing a mask in the gym. But like <clears throat> just going and doing all that stuff, I'm like, what 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 is the whole purpose of this? I'm gonna pretend that that I have a mask on and I'll pretend that your mask works. How about we do that? Because that's pretty much what where we're at with this shit. Playing, <laughs> I'm just playing fucking make believe. It's like Simon says, the adult version. <laughs> I know. I mean, I wear one going to like Walmart or something like that because I don't need some troll hounding me there because they always say they have somebody standing by the door. Thank you for wearing a mask. Thank you for covering your face. It's usually some poor old person standing there. And then they had some guy like a security company outfit standing out there. And he's an older guy. What the frig's he going to do? I'd be looking at that guy. I'd be sizing that fella up. (laughs) I bet you I could kick your ass. Security guy. Man, I went I to the, I went to a different grocery store than I normally go to this past week, and they had one of those people like you're talking about, but it wasn't like an older person. It was uh, like a he looked like a like he's nineteen twenty year old kid, and uh, I go walking in and I went around him to get my little buggy, and I said, "Hey, man, how you doing?" And he just glared at me, and I'm like, "Okay." So I walk on around and I go to get my buggy. Two people walk in behind me. And he's like, oh, hey, how you, how you guys doing? Welcome to Lowe's, you know. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, that motherfucker. <laughs> I, I wanted to throat chop him. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, man, I'm like, you do realize if you want to wear that pussy pad around your face, that's fine. Okay. I don't care. I'm not going to make fun of you much. But I don't know how effective that is against COVID, but it really is going to be not effective if somebody punches you in the fucking nose, <laughs> you know, <laughs> people forget that, man. They're worried about COVID. I'm like, a crazy person will kill you very quickly. <laughs> not, not saying I was going to kill yeah. the guy or punch him, but you get, you get what the fuck I'm saying. But right. how crazy is that, dude? I know. Maybe that, maybe the people behind you were lo- locals and they knew them. Well, who can tell? Well, if I fucking speak to you, if I speak to you and say, I'm, hey, how yeah. you doing? Is your response going to be just to sneer at me <laughs> through your little mask? Or, you know, you probably would speak back. So, I mean, I felt like that was pretty intentional on that little fucker's part. Anyway, sorry. I'll go back. 
Yeah, well, you get these. There's these people that are. I don't know. They they buy into the hysteria and uh, and they know they can't say anything because according to HIPAA, that's somebody might have a condition. That's the fucking thing, man. I love that, but I just wonder, like. I just wonder if like some of this shit's going to make it into like the, the Supreme court, you know, somebody's going to sue somebody for this shit. Uh, I'm sure it might, but you got to have a lot of money to get stuff up to the Supreme court. And that's the reason why, you know, the left wants the activist judges and the right likes more original constitutional originalists. So if, if something like an executive order thing comes up through there, it's like, well, you know, uh, I don't see that here in the constitution. I I, I don't know why any fucking judge would be like uh, on the more unconstitutional side. It seems to me like that would be like a, a deal breaker. For that person, I don't understand why there's such a fucking why the Constitution is a partisan issue. Like that just has never made sense to me. Well, one side thinks the Constitution is the law of the land, and rightly so. That's how the country was framed. They said, "Well, the Constitution says that black people are three fifths of a person." I says, "The Constitution was written in a certain way, so." the slave owning South couldn't use that population for representation to maintain slavery. The constitution can be amended. It has been, and slavery has been banned and it's been up. Then there's been two constitutional amendments saying so. And as far as Roe v. Wade, there is nowhere in the constitution that says you have the right to an abortion with the Roe v. Wade issue was was a i think a fourth amendment right to privacy issue where my body my choice well and that's how it was written and that's why they're trying to press this uh press amy coney barrett on stuff like that and she's been cool as a damn cucumber man <laughs> she's been shutting them my, down i don't know if you caught any my of her favorite fucking in front part, of my favorite fucking part of that was cory booker when he literally looked at this white woman who has black kids and asked her if she condemns white supremacy. That was fucking, (laughs) that was just, that was just monumental. I wanted to give him a standing ovation just for being so fucking brain dead. I'm like, how in the hell have you gotten as successful as you are in the world? (laughs) And asking shit like that. Um, He's from Newark, New Jersey. He was a mayor. He ran a city that really sucked. He got a lot of money from Mark Zuckerberg for education, and God knows where it went because it sure didn't help any. And then he ran for Senate after, I think, uh, Frank Lautenberg uh, passed away. So he was kind of a shoo-in. New Jersey's leftist run. It's pretty much everywhere. And... uh, Lo and behold, there he's been. He ran for president and, you know, in primaries and couldn't gain any traction. I mean, there you go. There's a person of color and well, that's who well, apparently nobody wanted. Why don't worry. Camel hair anus and uh, my face. My, my, my favorite fucking part from Cory Booker 
was when he broke out in that horrifically broken Spanish in the middle of the debate. Like fucking, like I'm like, what in the hell is this guy doing? And it, he sounded so fucking nervous, man. He's not the best speaker, and and I get it as a performer. It's like I get it. It's a lot of pressure when you have all those eyes on you and cameras, but it's like, damn, dude, did you really have to stretch and try to pander to people that hard? I'm still blown away. Of course, because he had uh, butthead O'Dork over there speaking Spanish to his uh, El Paso uh, constituents there. Mr. Of course, I'm going to take away your AR-15s and your AK-47s. Of course, Biden putting him in charge of firearms. You know, it's uh, how do you put somebody? Was he going to make him the head of the uh, (laughs) ATF? That's about the only way he could be in charge of firearms. Man, I tell you, that's like fucking promote the assistant sales manager at Walmart to like the fucking lead investigator of the FBI. It's like there's no way, shape, or form you're yeah. qualified to do this task. But yeah, I just what blows my mind with uh, I'm I'm I really try to be a, my political party is American. All right, just for clarity, I don't fucking do the two party deal. I'm American. I just look for good ideas and decent people to represent them, but. The thing is, um, somebody was asking me, like, well, who are you going to vote for? I'm like, well, it's not really who I'm going to vote for. It's really what I'm voting for. Like, I want to vote for a secure border. I want to vote for, uh, uh, you know, not getting taxed to death. I want to vote for the Constitution. I want to vote to protect my rights. I'm going to vote for, uh, you know, not fucking killing babies in the later trimesters, you know, and protecting those people. That's what I'm voting for, you know, and and the conservatives got that. They got that shit in spades. I like voter ID. <laughs> and if you look around now, you can kind of, yeah. you know, kind of guess why <laughs> it's important. We got to we got to make sure those damn Russians aren't interfering. <laughs> I don't truthfully, if anybody buys into that, that the Russians interfered. If they didn't affect anything on election day, they didn't interfere. Do they promote and maybe stuff in propaganda? Of course they do. China does. They all do. Anybody with half a brain is going to say, you know what? Screw this. I know what the people I'm voting for are for, and I know what the other side is is for, and you don't go that way. You vote for your, your gut and your instinct there. Uh, that supposedly, you know, everybody goes hard to the extreme in the primary and then they move toward the middle for the general. Well, Trump never did that. He voted. He he ran on what he was going to do, whether you agreed with it or not, in the, the original primary in 2016. And then he ran on it to continue to throw it for the benefit of the country, not himself, not the right, not the left, but for the country. And... uh he won. Biden, he he stayed, went to the left in the primary, and he even went further to the left for the general. So that's why I'm thinking people are keeping a low pro. They don't want Antifa coming to their door or BLM or, well, <coughs> you know, starting crap in rural America. I'll tell you, somebody come down here. <laughs> I know, I, I know. There's a lot of people down here that if that shit come down here, they're going to get. They're gonna they're gonna lock and load and those people are they'd get barbecue, man. They get fucking there's gonna be a lot of 
They would get lit the fuck up if they did that. But I think I'm going to tell you right now. I think that's the only way to really put a put a cease and desist on this kind of crazy uh, vandal behavior, uh, these riots and stuff. If you start shooting people in the face, <laughs> they're going to stop their shit real quick. You know, it's like they're going to break into your business and hurt you, and you know, destroy your business. You know, shoot them in the face. Fuck them. Shoot them. And they're going to disperse with a quickness. Yeah. And, and, and I hate that know. argument. People always go, well, you're valuing property more than human life. Bullshit. If you're going to try to go into somebody's, exactly. I if you're going into somebody's property, be it their home or their business, and you're trying to rob them and steal, you value property over your own damn life as far as I'm concerned. But that's kind of the, the thing I, I believe that kind of keeps people on, in, in check. You know, it keeps things balanced is that fear, you know, that, 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 that's the compliancy of, of a lot of the general public. That's how law and order, you know, kind of has a good way of keeping us all, you know, in line. I mean, a lot of places that you see this nonsense happening, where is it happening? Who runs those areas? I mean, they're so quick to blame the president causing this divide, but you're the mayor. You're the governor that allowed this crap to continue. Are there bad individuals in the police departments? And, you know, yeah, but your job is to make sure you don't keep them. And, and that's where, you know, unions say what you will about them is uh, one of the reasons you can't get rid of bad apples in any profession. I mean, why does exactly. government workers need a freaking union? I mean, you work <laughs> exactly. for the goddamn government. Well, that tells you a lot about I'm, the fucking government. If you need a union <laughs> to work for them, that tells you how fucked up they are. <laughs> you can have somebody else watching your back. <laughs> I mean, the teachers union. The teachers union are keeping the schools shut down because they don't want their teachers to, uh, you know, and who do the teachers support? Democrats. Well, you can't tell me that you can't teach a school a class in front of them because you're worried about some kid getting the sniffles. Christ, the kids playing around and well, well, maybe kids these days don't. We used to play around outside and get the sniffles all the time. We get dirty and stuff like that. Now you know everybody's in in front of a screen somewhere. <laughs> you think they'd be sterile? They'd be fucking zombies. Kids leave school, they go home, they're in front of their they're on their phone, they're in front of their computer. Or... You would think yeah, there'd be no jerks. Probably that you have some I'm sure you got a lot of parents that are about ready to pull their fucking hair out of their heads. <laughs> and that's another thing. They want their kids to go back to school so yeah. they can go well, back to school. Well, that's the work. downside of collapsing the or close <laughs> we're going to collapse, but that's the downside of closing off the country. I mean, that's the penalty that we pay. Well, that whole thing was to flatten the <laughs> curve. Well, well yeah. we Happy eight months of that, curve, motherfucker. <laughs> everything was supposed to open up. And then again, that Dr. Fuck cheese there changes his mind every other freaking week. Don't help. Well, what is it? Is it this? Is it that? Nobody well, has the latest and greatest I'm reading is the strain of the shit. Fortunately, seems to be, um, I don't know what the correct term is, but it, it's a milder strain. It's affecting people in a milder way not as fatal as previous uh, strains. So that's some good news. 
and that hopefully will mean less casualties. Like wifey and I are going to get our flu shots at work tomorrow, and uh, we see been getting them. We've been getting them in the past few years, but what's the virus strain of all the flus and the colds? SARS Corona, <laughs> my Corona. There's no vaccine and, for that. Uh, <laughs> There's no vaccine. There's NI, the doctor, I call him fuck cheeses because he's been in, in this position since the AIDS outbreak. And what has he done since then? Everything that's came out, this is the only thing we've locked the world down on. They never had a vaccine. Or it's a, a weird cure. fucking thing, man. It's a weird thing how the thing got, it got fabricated. It got out. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing with the information and the, and the, misinformation that's been put out and spread around and i'm kind of like you it's it's interesting they they up front were like 15 days to flatten the curve and it's like yeah fucking seven eight months later here we are still trying to flatten the curve what the fuck it no, was never no it was never we got to just stay locked down until it goes away it was like no everybody's gonna get it probably or they're gonna get exposed we just don't want to overwhelm the hospitals so we you know are trying to do things to mitigate that but people right. are now, they're just still like stalling. And I'm like, do you guys have like a fucking trust fund or something? Because <laughs> I got to go back to work, man. <laughs> what the fuck? It's like, and another thing too is, yeah, uh, well, if it ain't going to go away, then we might as well get it and get it over with. If we're that bad off where it's going to kill us, well, then guess what? If I die, you know what I got to worry about? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I don't got to worry about shit. I'm You'll be a spirit guide. He's a rat You're going to be a spirit guy. You can go talk to Callie. I'll be a spirit guy. And fucking haunt her. <laughs> Give her some bad yeah. advice. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't do Bet on red. <laughs> yeah, I'll that's right. A spirit guide to give shitty advice. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> Never take advice from me, Vinny. Never nah, take advice from me. You'll, you'll end up stoned. <laughs> well, you know. I, I yeah, there the you go. You need about a twenty-pound bag with me, man. <laughs> yeah, a little more salt, a little flavor to that advice, you know. So little, I, little I had a radical idea today. I thought about, uh, and I asked Linda Fenton, our political major and special educator. I asked her if she wanted to do the post-election episode of the show, and she says yes. Would love to. So we're gonna have her weigh in on. However, this fucking shit show shakes out in a couple weeks. I'll say that three times, <laughs> babe. Shit show shakes Man, out. Man, I'm lucky I got that out once and you were able to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, was it uh, Callie was talking about, well, she's a Taurus and I felt like saying, yeah, I like Tauruses. <laughs> I own a couple, you know? <laughs> yeah. I could. I don't understand the astrology stuff, man. I really, true. I truly try to believe that it's, you know, the future is unwritten. And even when you do like tarot reads and stuff, they, they say, well, this is possible. It's a possible outcome. You know, it's not fixed. So it's like, okay, well, how does that, how does that tie into astrology? You know, it's almost like when you read your weekly horoscope, like the general ones in the papers or online, like you could, you could read it and I could read the same fucking thing and we could interpret it, you know, three, four different ways and apply it to our lives. You know, I think the Bible yeah. people do that with the Bible, you know, with literature and stuff too. They, they just interpret shit to kind of, you know, fit what fits them. 
Uh, now, well, my mom kind of dabbled in it. She was studying astrology because mm-hmm. she was into it. But she started taking the class and she was doing the charts and trying to take, you know, when you were born at this time on this day, this planet was lined up with this planet, which conjugate, you know, con- conjugate the verb. No, uh, touches base with this planet and causes this thing to go this kind of way. And, you know, it was kind of interesting then. And then, you know, from there, she was always into looking at the psychic stuff. And then there's phrenologists there, which was the palm readers, basically, where you that I was a little skeptical of, but I, I went to a palm reader and they kind of tell you things. Well, this is your lifeline and this is where you're at. And I'm like, damn, I got that far to go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, and they always pick one hand and it's always like, well, this hand, the lifeline's connected. If you look at the other hand, like mine's got a gap in it. And, you know, they try to go with your dominant hand and all that kind of stuff. And some of the stuff made sense. Some of it didn't. Then I went to this one that I was talking about last week where she read playing cards and she, you know, blurted out some of this crap, brought up names and initials, you know, put, so I was, I was on the lookout for certain people with certain names and certain things. And that's the kind of one that kind of played the best. And uh, it turned out what she said was true, but some of the things that happened, they say, well, you can change them, but you never know when it's going to happen. They just tell you it's going to happen. Like the accident. Yes. Which, that type of thing. That's why when you said you were having Callie on, and she, you minded her doing a, a reading, and I was like, "Oh hell no! I'd like to, I'd like to add on to that last thing." And she kept it, uh, I guess, down to three cards, which was kind of like a tease, basically. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think you can get a lot out of those three and, reads. I think you can. I mean, those, those it, yeah. I mean, she kept it focused on one area. And that was interesting. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a, you know, a tease. You know, you want more, you want more. So that's when you go back for your more bigger readings and all that. She's offering a weekend deal, $10 or three card reading, which really ain't bad. But how do you, how do you, do you rate them a check? Do you, oh, you got a PayPal thing? I'm sure or, people I mean, do. I uh, PayPal stuff. I'm sure everybody takes cards and shit, man, over over the internet. I mean, it's it's nothing. I don't think that that that's going to be a huge hurdle for people. I just find it really fascinating that like it. it here's the skeptical, jaded Jeff that comes out of me when I'm not talking about Callie in any of this. Okay, I, I do think she's legit, but other people. This is where like the psychic cons kind of come into play. And that's when I think that's when the psychics get kind of a bad name. The legit ones get a bad name from these con artists. And I I think it's almost like an art, man. It's a con. It's almost like they do tease you. You know, they give you just enough to get you really excited because the more excited about it, you, you get more invested and the more invested, guess what? You're going to give up more information. And you can leave, you start almost involuntarily right. subconsciously feeding them, you know, where, where the direction that you actually want them to go. And then by that time, they've talked you into 20, 30 more fucking dollars out your pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've been to one of them like that. It's kind of like a, she was kind of like a gypsy lady. <laughs> you had the accent and everything. Like, and I'm like, and, uh, 
she's like, well, you need to pray this and give money to that and give, you know, come back here and with another <laughs> X. I'm like, yeah, kind of. I gave her the initial and then I kind of got into where she was going. She really didn't say anything that led me to believe they anything seemed to be she pretty was saying. ambiguous, you know, kind of, so kind of broad. Yeah. But when you get a genuine one, like I said, the, the one lady I went to around the corner, Callie, they hit you with stuff. That's why when they bring up names and places and it's like, boom, okay. They're pulling something out of either your mind or what some spirit is telling them. And, you know, they're, she's picking up your, like, I guess she was picking up something from me. And then she started going into the reading with the three cards and boom, right away. It's like, that's why I says, does this person have a first initial or a name? And, and that's when she came out with that. Okay. That explains that then. Okay. So that's how I, you know, that's a test. I mean, they could say certain things, but when they start pulling initials, basically an initial, cause really a name is kind of tough, but, the name yeah, well, was close. It, it that narrows you it down. So, I mean, it may not be fucking dead on balls accurate, but I mean, yeah. it narrows it down. And, and, uh, right. To, to say the least, some of that shit's got to be a spooky coincidence to say the least. I don't know. I, I was tripped out. <clears throat> yeah. But when they hit one, yeah, that's when it gets really that's wild. But that, <laughs> again, that's when you got to really start checking yourself, making sure you're not getting too reeled in. And feeding into that shit, you know what I mean? Because that's that's when the opportunity, <laughs> that's when it gets good. It's like that's when they get you, they get you on the hook. But uh, going back to Callie, though, I got, I was tripped out, man, when she was describing and talking about my brother who passed away. Because there's just, I can't fucking fathom or think how in the hell she she painted the accurate picture of him that that she did. That's pretty wild. Well. Let me let me ask you this. Uh, we were talking about that on previous episodes. If she listened to those, that that might have. Yeah, but she was so specific that. in like his look, like how he looked, how his like uh, energy was, uh, okay. and some of the things that she was saying that he was saying, kind of a thing. I was, I just. Man, I was like, that's yeah, you you're not gonna get that from any story I've said on the podcast or in any any interview or on that I could find on the internet. So I was pretty damn impressed with that. That was that was wild. I mean, that's one of those things that made the fucking hair stand on the you know, yeah, right that's how you know she's legit. She convinced <laughs> the shit out of me with that, man. I was like that was pretty wild. And I listened, man. And, and I encourage you, if you haven't go back and listen to it. And, and if you guys are listening to this episode, haven't listened to uh, our episode with Callie, definitely listen to it. Cause it's pretty amazing. She's awesome. But Vinny, go back and listen to the fucking reads that you definitely. got. And I, <clears throat> I'm sometimes it just, some of the shit that she said for me specifically, uh, I, it was kind of just ambiguous. You know, I'm just like, I really can't zero in on <laughs> where you're headed with this, but um, some of the other stuff, I was like, okay, well, I could definitely apply this here or there. So it kind of hit home. 
Have you had any interesting shit with your your read that, as of yet? Uh, well, I no, not yet. I'm still waiting for the person to listen to it that who was mentioned in it or brought up in it. I'm pretty sure it was her. And I said, yeah, you ought to pay attention to the reading. I guess. No shit. I mean, that would, <laughs> that right there should make her want to listen. She came up in it. That's pretty wild. Well, I didn't kind of lead into it that she might've been <laughs> implicated. That'd be but... next time you see her, you need to say that. Just put it just like that. You might be implicated in this episode. <laughs> so you might want to listen to it. Yeah. Are you the mystery mm-hmm. woman? Well, I'm pretty, but see, here's the thing of it too. It, uh, well, I'll just tell you about this, uh, off air, you know, about something that happened to me at work. And when you said you better stay on the good side of this woman, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> little, little did you know what happened to me earlier. The, <laughs> well, we'll have to have that. that goes. You have to fucking message me that or some shit. So I could, I wanna, yeah. I'm curious. I want to hear that story. <laughs> Man, well, it's kind of everybody that knows me knows me knows how I am and and that kind of stuff, and uh, and what happened and how it happened and the cause of it isn't sitting kosher with me, so yeah. to speak. Some things don't jive, and uh, I didn't want to bring that up last week with Callie because of. You yeah, know, then I'd be feeding yeah. her information. So that's just kind of weird how you brought something up and she kind of agreed to it. And uh, it's kind of like uh, where it's at. But hey, I'm curious to see what she thinks about it. Yeah, I got to have Callie on too because there was a couple things that she was involved in that, like being a Reiki master. I mean, I see like dead files when they go to tell these people this is the only show where these paranormal investigators they actually give them a solution like what do they need to do to you know get rid of the spirits well the the one will say get a psychic medium or a reiki master or a shaman and have this done have that done and you know that kind of thing and the other ones just say well this is this this is that there you got some some goofy stuff going on here but the that's one of the ones that I really like because they actually give a solution. Yeah, I wonder. To the I wonder why there's in. never been definitive evidence for like spirits and like possessions and shit like that. I mean, think about it. I mean, as many, as much shit that's happened, and then now yeah. with the technology that we have, what the fuck, man? I mean, why do you think? Well, I think. Uh, well, one of the shows has a. Uh, the ghost adventures, they have all this equipment, spirit boxes that has like a white noise. And they, instead of getting a a digital recorder, well, they do that too for an EVP and then play it back to get the voice. Then what they call a spirit box or an ovulus, which actually comes out in text on a screen, but the spirit box, you get this white noise. You ask the question and you usually, if there's something there at the time, they will reply in 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 time there. You can yeah. actually make out what it is, sort of, kind of. And some people use it, some people don't. But it's just weird. Like, uh, some people, like, well, Dead Files has a psychic that 
talks to the spirits and the other ones just are paranormal investigators. They don't uh, really bring well, that's in what psychics. I'm saying, though. I mean, it's like with all those kind of toys and novelties and technologies and these quote unquote experts, how the fuck do we, <laughs> that could be like between like Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, aliens and ghosts. It's like, well, it seems like we, if there's a real science behind it, why, why in the hell haven't we, you know, got definitive proof If these people are having all these encounters and experiences in these places, you know, what's, I just don't, it's just weird that we haven't really got something definitive on it. You know, like I want this, I want them to do sexy. I love it. Well, I think it's coming out more and more where before people were like, and eh, nobody's going to believe me. They're going to think I'm nuts. But now with all the technology, I think it's more coming out into the open that way. Now, as far as Bigfoot's concerned and Sasquatch and all that, why hasn't anybody you, shot? Are you a Bigfoot guy? Things? Do you believe in Bigfoot? <laughs> I, yeah. I'm skeptical on that one. Is there some sort of prehistoric animals out there? Well, there's maybe the bottom of the ocean. They're they're getting they're discovering species that hasn't they have figured out hasn't been around. They thought has been extinct, and here well, it's popping back up. But what was that thing? It was gigantic, gigantic pith, pithecus or some shit like that. Giganticus pithecus. I don't know. Some tongue twister. But it was like an actual like prehistoric ape-like person that you're describing. Like they, they, they think it's that. Yeah. And then you have the megalodon, which is like the like the great white, supposed to be the biggest shark around that, or the you know. Then there's the megalodon from back in the day. Now they're trying to think there might be something. Like that in the ocean, or the, the the giant squids or the krakens? There, I mean, they're starting to float well, up. I wonder, like huge. It's like whoa, not like the little. I wonder with calamari. like I, all the I, shit I, that's know? changing in the environment <laughs> in the oceans, like with temperature and like how God the pollution and shit. I wonder if we're going to start seeing more diverse life kind of emerging due to those changes, and to what degree, you know. Because I think it might be like a dinosaur probably was the Loch Ness monster. And anyhow, you hear these people talking about GMO foods and stuff like that is bad for you. Uh, back in the day, they uh, started uh, for your regular vegetables and things like that. You know, there was only so much you can grow. Then they started hybriding. And, you know, you're getting bigger apples, and that's where navel oranges came in, or bigger tomatoes, bigger, you know, fruits and vegetables. And now it's all bad for you. It's genetically modified, or whatever it's called. Well, yeah, it's called hybriding back in the day, and, yeah. and so we wouldn't run out of food because you can get more and bigger that. and better. Back when they never had GMO food well, and stuff, they that's didn't true. There's a, there's a lot of other variables that play into that, you know, like where medicine was, how they understood how the human body is, how people understood diet, exercise, um, things like that. I mean, our, our fucking knowledge of how to live a better life is drastically, you know, increased. And I think that that's a big contributing factor to why uh, we, most of us live longer than they did back in the day. But I don't know, man. The the food thing is uh it's weird. Something's going on, you know. We got ten year old girls starting their period. You know, there's something fucking going on. 
there's something environmental happening. Maybe. Is that, food, is that the food or is that just the evolution of man that they're starting younger? I mean, come on. I'm, I'm Italian. My whole family has been overweight and eating pasta and stuff like that until they're way beyond fold. They're living in their mid, early to mid-80s, even late late 80s. My dad's 90. Uh, hello, we didn't ex- – well, I exercised for a while, but it isn't something that was uh, an everyday thing outside of military. And then when I was got tired of <laughs> getting bigger pants. Was that sizes, before or after the hot dog eating contest? But This was before, I guess. <laughs> A whole door. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's just, you know, genetics, I think, has a lot to do with living long. I mean, I'm looking at it after 80, life's a crapshoot. You make it to 80, you had a good life. Yeah, Anything after that's a blessing. No kidding, man. My grandmother, or my, my father's mother, was diabetic. I think it was type two, but who knows? She was on her pills and her, she didn't take the shots. That's what made me think it was type two, probably because she was overweight at the time. And she made it to her nineties and she went back Damn. to Italy and, and croaked. I mean, uh, and I don't think their version of medicine was better than ours, but it's just that most of my family lives into their eighties. So that's one thing. A one of my readings, I'd make it to my mid eighties. Well, obviously, if I didn't get crushed or fried in that car accident, <laughs> I was going to make so it. We've, we've got a bunch <laughs> of seasons to do. If the if they still live, then don't we? You're going to be in your eighties. We we're going to have a we're going to have yeah. a lot of episodes, dude. <laughs> because I live. I want to. I want to come back and record them after I'm <laughs> this dead. This is Vinny from Beyond the Grave. Say Happy Halloween, fuckers! <laughs> It'll be dead. like fucking Jeff of the Dead, man. <laughs> Let's talk about. I'd be like, I'd be like Vinny. I hear you voting Democrat now. You're dead. <laughs> no. I saw somebody trying to steal my identity <laughs> and I killed them. Oh. <laughs> I gave them the <laughs> chlamydia. Man, there is a person ghost chlamydia. Let me tell you. <laughs> I guess maybe ghost herpes would yeah. suck too. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Good. Yeah, well, actually, I'm yeah, kind of thinking it was the sturgeon. Could be. A wild sturgeon because they get huge and they're really ugly. It could be. I, I don't know, man. But you don't know. First, you see something that looks like a brontosaurus's head sticking out of the water. Then, who knows? Maybe, maybe somebody found some DNA off of a skeleton. Man, try to genetically engineer one. You never know. I, I mean, really do. I think they're. I think they're cloning them damn things. Just like I swear to God. It would not fucking surprise me. And that'll be the end of 2020. Here we have a real life Jurassic fucking park on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's these freaking geniuses. <laughs> For sure. I'm telling you, man, I think that could be a real deal. That, that could be a real thing. 
Well, I guess uh, we got another one in the books. I'm uh, getting looking for my sunglasses that. now. Hey, we, we need another, we need a, we need another character. You all speaking yeah. of characters, uh, Ned Lee baked all those like you did the Shaggy and the Scooby, and it was the only one that Jen did. Yes, the, uh, that, the date everybody, thing, every the other personality game. has been pulled out of my schizophrenic mind. Yeah, and Jen did a great job on hers. Yeah. Yeah, I was just wondering how you got the sound to change on some Man, of them, the uh, only, voices you the were doing. Only, the only like voice the change that I did was for the aliens. And I just fucking downloaded an app and just recorded it and then emailed the files to myself. And then just threw it in the in everything else, every ah. other voice, there's just it's just me manipulating my freaking uh, vocal cords like a wild man. I gotcha. I know you milked that Man, anal probe. You know what? I, was, I made a bet with myself. I was like, can I possibly, am I funny enough or creative enough? Can I work in an anal probe joke? And can I work in alien smoking weed joke? And by God, we did. <laughs> we got them both in. They said it couldn't be done, but we did it. <laughs> and we got to, if we ever get yes, Jeff Chapman should. back from the government or from the aliens, Hopefully he's back from the aliens and the anal probe. Um, he'll 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 probably stop by and play with us again because God, I got more fucking questions for that guy. He's so brilliant. Yeah, I know. It seems like we get rocking and rolling, and that's just weird and how we ran out quick. of time. I mean, we're almost at two hours right now. I mean, it just goes by so fucking quick. I mean, it's just, and that's the beautiful thing about doing these shows and these podcasts, and you know, hopefully people. Are playing along and learning a thing or two about a thing or two, and it's uh it's cheaper than therapy for me. So <laughs> you guys are my couch. So thank you guys yeah. for, for listening and playing along on my big black couch, couch of therapy. Uh but uh everybody, don't be sheep. Put your sunglasses on, check out life in a different perspective, and uh we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Of they still live. Kick this mule, Vinny.